Doomed to Repeat is a Delta Green actual play podcast with violent themes in adult language. For a full list of trigger and content warnings, please check our show notes before each episode. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Doomed to Repeat. I'm Sergio, your handler. I'm Aaron A. Pabst, and I'm Agent Samuel. I'm Allegra, I'm Agent Tuck. I'm Amanda Dominic, and I'm Agent Boomer. I'm Caleb, and I'll be playing Agent Merritt. I'm Eli, and I'll be playing Agent Hyde. I'm Zakia, and I'll be playing Agent Warp. Tonight's episode features elements from the scenario Victim of the Art by Dennis Detwiller. I'd like to give a special thanks to the players of Mayday, who so clearly love to roleplay, bring memorable characters to life, and let me torture them as their handler. I am very blessed to run this game for you and to play alongside you. Now, let's begin. Rainbow, Mirage, Puzzle, Tell, Garnet, Wells. Stop shaking. I'm not safe. Go back to the church. Doc experimented on people. She sent them off to die. But not all of them. One made it. Rainbow, Mirage, Puzzle, Tell, Garnet, Wells. What did I need to understand? You need to stop shaking. Program is not alone, March Industries. They work together. Doc works for them, and I work for the program. Right? Paquita, Turner, Nomad, Rainbow, Mirage, Puzzle, Tell, Garnet, Wells. Why did they have to lie? Why couldn't they just tap them in? If destroying the Tilligas was the most important thing, why not just tell them? Why put so much effort in stalking Aselu and Langley, since they were goddamn kids? Why downtime would be alive, maybe. God knows only what happened to Lion. Did Doc even care? You need to calm down. Stop shaking. Rainbow, Mirage, Puzzle, Tell, Garnet, Wells. Maybe it's a warning. We're some kind of experiment. Maybe it's not about the the research. Maybe we're meant to find something don't think like that but there are people on the team they've seen things they know things boomer knows boomer knows about it fuck there's always more fucking questions someone's always got the answer but they're never willing to tell you and you spend so much time combing the desert out there in the desert it's out there in the desert it's missing it's it's missing he's missing Where is he? That's enough, Hyde. That's enough. We can't keep doing this. We have to keep trust in ourselves on this one. We're the only ones that can keep us safe. And we gotta keep us safe. We gotta stop shaking. But no worries, Hyde. I got you. I always got you.
continue where we last left off. Warp, Merit, and Tuck, you guys just survived the attempted destruction and release of a program asset known as Agent Nancy. Agent Merritt has suffered a critical wound to his thigh that required casting. And I'm gonna I'm gonna just slightly um I'm gonna retroactively change one thing, which is that the process of stopping the bleeding, putting the cast on, making sure that Merritt is stable took more than just a couple of minutes. You are coming late to your home. <laughs> about 9 p.m. You have about 10 minutes before you pull up to the house. What are you doing in that time? I will say that as soon as we were in the car, I called her and I was like, hey, there was an accident. I'm really sorry. We're, we're still coming. I promise we're still coming. It's just, it's going to take us a little longer than we thought. I, but I will be there soon. I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> she is understanding and says, No worries, we'll see you soon. I'll, I'll just keep everything in the oven. You're perfect. <laughs> Can't wait to meet your friends. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> so I think we owe you something, Tuck, before we pull up. Um, you mentioned before that you wanted personal details. <laughs> that was... Mostly the stress talking. If you don't want to tell me, I don't blame you. My name is Orson Bradham. And I'm from, uh, from Ithaca, New York. Orson Bradham. Nice to meet you, Orson. Very nice to meet you. You can't say anything, but... My name is Gaze Joyful... And I'm from Connecticut. Hi, Gaze. Gaze Joy. Yeah. Uh, and I guess all's fair. I'm Haley. I'm originally from Washington. So, if she, you can, you can call me Haley in this one very specific setting. I will not refer to you as either of the names that you just told me. Uh, I'm going to keep calling you Alan and Stephanie. Um, but it'll be weird for my wife if you start calling me Kate, so... Haley. Haley. Yeah. Agent Merritt, I will remind you that your leg is in a cast and that these medics pumped you full of painkillers. Um, you feel good, but I will admit you are on a lot of drugs. For the rest of the evening, you will be at a minus 20% to any dex, power, or charisma tests. Ooh, yeah. Dex, power, charisma. Got it. Uh, I've been watching this whole time. I I was originally going to be watching for a tale anyway, but I'm still, I'm continuing to watch for a tale as we're going home. Uh, go ahead and make a uh, an alertness check. A nine. A success. It is late. You've just experienced the equivalent of a, of a, 10 car pile up in terms of kind of the emotional highs that you've experienced today. You're a little on edge, but you do a good job of looking behind you and watching the mirrors. Doesn't seem like anyone is following you. Um, hey, can you guys do me a favor, actually? Absolutely. I'm perfectly capable. <laughs> I know that the 
program knows that I'm married and they know where I live and will you just will you turn your work phones off and leave them in here absolutely okay. I'll take mine but I would rather have as few uh, ears in the house as possible which I realize they can probably hear right now and I don't care that makes sense you pull up to the neighborhood, you stop in front of the house, or pull into the driveway, whichever you prefer. I probably pull up, like, as far as I can, because Merit's on crutches. After close to a week of time, you are finally back home. Right before we get in the house, I pull the chain from under my shirt, and I take off the, the necklace that I have, and I pull my wedding ring off of it, and I put it on my finger, and then I put the chain back on and tuck it under my shirt. Describe your home. Um, it's very small. It's not like a, it's not like a, or I guess it's, it's like a, like a compact kind of house. It's got two stories. There's a little garage. There's a porch with a little porch swing on it and some, um, like a railing. And next to the front door, there's a, a little pot of hens and chicks, uh, with a really faded sign that you can't really read what it says. There's a second story. It's kind of like a light yellow color on the outside. The front door is gray. It looks very, like gentle for all of the all of that we've been through and all that we've seen it looks very gentle and like careful and the like the, the lights coming out through the windows the porch light comes on as you guys are making your way over to the front door <laughs> and out steps your wife ruhi uh, she immediately locks eyes with you and is appears very excited to see you uh... I want to hug her so bad. It's, uh, I, okay, no, it's, I, it said that I wasn't sick, so I'm just going to take that I'm not sick. And I, like, rush up to her and, like, pick her up around the waist. You hug her, she laughs and <laughs> hugs you back, gives you kisses. Um, Hi. <laughs> and says, I'm so happy you're back. Me too, it's only, it's only for tonight, but, but I'm so happy. She kind of, you know, instinctively turns to the guests and says, Hi, my name's Ruhi, but just call me Ru. Uh, yeah, Ru, this is, uh, Stephanie, and I'll point at Warp, and Alan, and I'll point it at Merit. Nice to meet you. I'm gonna hobble up, I'm gonna put my hand, uh, as far out in front of me as possible and say, It is an absolute honor to be in your home, and it is so good to finally meet you, Ru. Thank you for having me. <laughs> And I think he's like shaking in his position, trying to stand up. And he's trying to keep the crutch as far out as possible so he looks normal. Um, do me a favor and make a dex times five roll. Can I have okay. my arm out to like catch him if he does something? Sure, sure. Okay. Dex times five at minus 20. Oh, at Bubba. minus 20. So I rolled a 13 and I think my dex is enough that that's still. Yeah, that sounds like it's probably enough. Uh, you're, you know, you're able to maintain yourself. It certainly is a little awkward kind of walking up. And, she, you know, her face does kind of frown at the sight of you in a, in a cast and says, oh, my God, it's it's very nice to meet you. Uh, are you OK? Oh, by all means, I, I'll be fine. As long as you give me somewhere to sit, I will be I will be the greatest house guest. I promise. <laughs> I, I've set um, up a I've set up a place in the backyard. Um, um, come on. I, and she kind of turns to you, uh, Tuck, nonchalantly. He's like, I, I can't believe they make you guys work even when you have a cast on. You should be home. This is the accident I was talking about. This is why we were late. 
Um, what? You well, just got okay. into an accident? No, 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 baby. No, we're fine. There wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a car accident. The car, look, the car's fine. We were at a, uh, at a training facility and they were running, uh, a training, like, you know, like they were running the kids through some new stuff and, uh, and they, they asked Merritt and I to, to jump in and you know how competitive I get. And I might've, I, I might've shoved him a little bit and he might've taken a tumble. I fell. Yes, absolutely. I fell across the training facility and don't you know it I, I broke my femur plane in half Prue can you believe it and I'll, I'll lean over and whisper he's on a lot of pain drugs babe it's I'm gonna pain. ask that agent Tuck make one charisma times five roll okay charisma's not <laughs> how terrible how does dinner go <laughs> can they get a minus 20 for lying to their wife <laughs> the colors that I chose for my wife <laughs> If you guys weren't here, I would be doing something different. Ooh, a success with a 55. A crit success, in fact. Wow, okay, great. She is just astonished that all of this happened today, and she's asking you about it. She's asking, you know, why and how, and, you know, you do a pretty good job of just you taking the lead of explaining yeah. what happened and, and I definitely try uh, to field it away from Merritt. And just yeah, like, and then Merritt just kind of fills in the details about his own personal stuff, but, you know, she's listening to you as she's letting you in, as she's also, like, turning the oven off and getting dinner ready, so th- there's a lot that is on her mind, and so she's kind of half listening and, you know, just kind of giving the usual, oh my god, I can't believe this just happened to you. Uh, you know, she does suggest that maybe you should be in the hospital. Oh, well, if I was in the hospital, I wouldn't be able to have dinner with you, and I wouldn't be able to help out your wife, Haley, with with the very important project that we're a part of. And, and let me just say that it wouldn't be without her that I'd be standing with you now. So I don't think you have anything to worry about, Prue, but I appreciate your concern over me. It's Rue. Already you have been the greatest host. I really appreciate it. it it's it's Rue, uh, Alan. Just are you. Rue. Rue. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. It happens. It's all right. No, it's not. I'm so... I, I'm sorry. Rue. Rue. <laughs> right. She leads you into the back, and she has really kind of, you know, taken the time to put pillows out and, you know, has the, the, the string lights on, and she has prepared a, you know, a modest but but nice dinner, mostly kind of uh, uh, appetizers and, and little little dishes for everyone to share. There's uh, some nice breads and things like that, and it's kind of a lovely spread. She's gone above and beyond. So I, I I know that you guys aren't really supposed to talk about this stuff, but I mean, I, how long have you known each other? Uh, we've uh, we've been working together for a, a little bit. It's been like a week or two. Yeah, it's probably been about a week. Um, they're they're throwing different task force together, kind of see what sticks, um, who works well together. It's going to be kind of a shuffling thing until they figure out what really works well together. I have to admit, I mean, you know, Haley's not allowed to tell me anything, but I'm always curious. It seems really strange to me that during COVID she's brought out like this. I mean, I, I'm not going to, we don't have to talk about it. I'm just, it just seems strange. Uh, well, I hope nothing bad is happening, huh? Well, you know the FBI, they're not in the business of making sure we're sitting for too long, uh, even if it's menial work. Um, what we're doing is important, but uh, by no means uh, should you worry too much over Haley. She's very capable and she's been doing an exceptional job out there. The team would not be the same without her. Well, I've got a good team watching my back. 
you guys seem like you, you know, are, are uh, make a good team. Oh, uh, absolutely. We've got along since day one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really do. Make a charisma test at minus 20, please, for that uh, Asian <laughs> merit. <laughs> okay. All right. It's still 55. Here we go, folks. And that is a 35. Still oh under. <laughs> Suave little shit. And and you, Agent, uh, uh, um, I believe your name is Stephanie, right? Yes, yes, Stephanie Pierce. I, I have to admit, you don't really look like an FBI agent. She gestures to your overalls and uh. lack of the fact that the other two are in like suit and tie, practically. Right. Uh, that's. I'm. I'm not really, you know, in the field as much as they are. I, I kind of just sit at a desk all day. Um. They. They don't really. They let you kind of wear whatever you want after a certain point. Um, just... <laughs> Especially these days. I mean, they should just let you be in your PJs all day, right? Right. We're hardly ever really seeing anything. It's just paperwork and post-its. Well, we need to maintain a, a professional manner, of course. Uh, uh, PJs would be a little too far, right? I, I suppose so. Uh, you know what? Actually, that that reminds me, um, Haley, and she kind of turns to you. Uh, remember I said I had good news? Yeah, yeah, what's the good news? So I got this call kind of out of nowhere. Um, the local news station wants to interview me for a job. That's incredible. Hell, oh my God, babe. Yeah, I know. I'm... I'm uh, she she kind of points to herself and gestures to the others. I'm a meteorologist, uh, so that's kind of what I do. I've been doing kind of freelance stuff, but yeah, the local news just kind of out of the blue called me. They said they want to do a Zoom meeting probably tomorrow or the next day. Um, yeah, and, and if I get it, you know, I'll, I'll have somebody somewhere close that I can work at and a lot more consistent work. You're going to be on TV? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm just in the background doing the math and, you know, gi- giving the pretty people on camera the, the information. You're beautiful and you're brilliant, and this is exactly what you deserve. Thank you. I'm, I'm very excited. I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. I'm so proud of you. So you track storms, Rue? Yeah, uh, storms. Uh, I've been, I, I've worked with the Weather Channel before, uh, mo- mostly data tracking, that kind of stuff. Oh, I know data tracking very well. I, I have very many friends who are interested in that sort of thing. I myself love a good number crunch, right? He's in charge of our, our budget all the time. Oh, I, I didn't know that there was like one guy in charge of the budget. Well, no, I took that upon myself because I think the team needs some order every so often. You know, the, the FBI hates when you have a habit of going over number, right? Uh, it, it, it's not important. What draws you to storms, do you think? <laughs> she tells you her, her life story, <laughs> you know, that kind of led to being interested in that stuff. Or passes, <laughs> merit a plate. <laughs> keeps like take it and do something else please <laughs> eat eat she you know eventually as the dinner goes on she does kind of you know again bring up uh, the job and she says it's it's exciting that it, it's interesting that you guys have a budget you you've been traveling I, I kind of envy you guys huh it must be must be an exciting job oh it's not all it's cracked up to be it's a lot of sitting around a lot of waiting a lot of waiting <laughs> it's it's better than being you know locked underground or something <laughs> yeah that's yes <laughs> much better than that um agent merritt please make a power times five roll at minus 20 please 
That's a big failure. Okay. Uh, 95 for uh, 30. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Warp and Tuck, over the course of dinner, you know, Warp has handed him a plate and is, like, even putting food on the plate and feeding him. And it looks like the medicine might be wearing off because Agent Merritt is, like, having trouble, like, keeping his eyes open. Uh, Rue, um... Is it... Is it all right if we uh, give Stephanie and Alan um, couch and the extra room for the night, and uh, we can we can stay here and leave in the morning? Oh, I I don't want to impose. You you can just I put me in the the car. No, I'm not putting you in the car. No Alan. one is sleeping in the car, Alan. It, it, it's fine. A little, little surprise. I wish you could have told me earlier, but yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't worry about it, guys. We've got a comfy futon. You guys need separate rooms. I mean, I guess somebody can sleep in the jujitsu room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess there's a mat in there. There's a there's a floor mat. I'm sorry, the jujitsu room? Oh my god, I'm so sorry I didn't give you the house oh, tour. You guys no, want to see the they house? Really don't need- oh, there's nothing I would enjoy more. By all means, absolutely. Let me get my crutch. <laughs> I'm gonna help bear it up. Tug is slowly getting more and more stressed, and like like her hair, she's taking her hair out of the ponytail that it's usually in, and she's just running her hands through it, <laughs> and it's getting like frizzier, and like she's just like her eyes are huge. <laughs> now, Rue, are you a practitioner of the jujitsu arts? Uh, well, um, Haley's trying to teach me, but we don't always get through classes. We do, we do, we do. We work very hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding, honey. It's she's a great teacher. Yeah, I'm just. I have a short attention span. That's all. And she kind of rib <sighs> you know, hits you in the ribs. Tuck's face is flaming. <laughs> Maybe it would be better if I just stayed in the living room in case Alan needs something. Uh, okay. Well, I can stay in the jujitsu room if you don't want it. We can put some cushions on the floor for you. As long as it's sanitary. It's very sanitary. Nothing happened. It's just sweat. Ah, fuck. It's just sweat. Warp, what else could they be doing in here? Uh, Stephanie. Tuck panics. <laughs> Tuck panics and goes and tries to find the cat. All right. Uh, let me just roll some dice here. Okay. <laughs> so, Agent Tuck, you said you're going to go get some sheets and stuff? Yeah, I go and get sheets and I, like, look for the cat desperately. <laughs> yeah, the, the cat's in the bedroom. And uh, while you're getting the sheets, Rue steps in and she closes the door and... I love says, her. is everything okay, honey? Are you all right? You seem really stressed. Yeah, no, I, um, <laughs> this is, uh, I'm, <laughs> it was a long day. I'm very happy to be home. I wasn't expecting you to meet these two. Um, they're, 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 they're great. They're wonderful team members. <sighs> they're characters. I really think you should go in the, to the hospital tomorrow morning with with Alan. Yeah, he they they checked him out there. They gave him a clean bill of health. I I even asked if they should if they should send him to the hospital, but they said since it's been so overrun, you know, with COVID lately, it's. Did you did you notice he called Stephanie Warp? Yeah, <laughs> it's a joke. It's a it's a joke amongst the team. It's like it's like she like she thinks really fast, 
And so, like, and sometimes we can't all, like, keep up with it. And so oh, one so, time... Like, warp speed. Yeah, like, warp speed. Like, I, I think oh. it was so, someone else on the team called her warp once and it kind of stuck. Um, but, no, we, we just, we usually go by go by just our regular names you know stephanie Haley, alan um mickey um just one more charisma times five roll we usually go by our regular names (laughs) talk is stressed as fuck oh that's a fail at a 98 okay shit my wife knows me she she just is like calm down why don't you give him the sheets and then come back you know we've only got a couple hours before you leave yeah, okay. Um, all right. I love you. Okay. All right. I love you too. Thank I'll, you. I'm going to get ready for bed. <laughs> okay. Was uh, dinner okay? It was, oh, it was perfect. You're per- that was incredible. You are too good for this world and for me. I can't, oh God. I'm going to make this up to you so much. Calm down. Everything's <laughs> fine. You're acting crazy. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. I'll see you soon. Okay, I love you. Bye. <laughs> Tuck's gonna gonna like grab some of the some of the uh, cushions off the like the pullout couch in the living room, and like any extra cushions she can find, like take them off the off the armchair, and like make a makeshift bed for 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 Alan. Cover it with a sheet. Get him some like Tylenol and some water. I I can't believe I said it. Did she hear it? Did I say it? it? I yeah. said it right. Yeah, I heard. Said it. I heard what the words form and they. I could see them, and I didn't say them. She... It's fine. She's used to me saying weird shit, so... Okay. It'll be okay. okay. It's not that big a deal. We did okay? We... You were very gracious guests. I'm very thankful for... You... And this... Were you just saying that? No, I'm not. Were you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Are you okay? I'm great. We, I, I get to see my wife. Why wouldn't I be great? And you're going to stay. We're going to stay. You're going to, like we talked about earlier. Yeah, yes, like we talked about earlier. You got in my head. So, yes, we're going to stay. Fantastic. <sighs> okay. Um, you rest. I'll have my phone on. You don't have my, you know my, you know my, you know my work number? Sure. So you can call me on my work number if you need I me. I know it. Yeah. Do I need to write it down for you? It's in the phone. Fu- I'm going to write it down write for it you. Down. <laughs> I'm going ra- to grab a slip of paper and write my I work phone number down. I have a great memory, so I don't know why you're doing that, but I appreciate the concern. Okay, it's okay. Um, you call me if you need anything. Um, uh, don't try and move. I don't... Okay, yeah, just go to it's, sleep. Just go to enjoy, sleep. Enjoy your time. We will be fine. We'll do well. Um, yeah, do your thing. Um, warp, I'll I'll show you the pullout couch and I... You're stalling. We can do this. I'm, I'm not stalling. You're I'm stalling. trying to be a good host, you damn it. You are losing minutes on the hour to be with your wife. I am familiar with, with futons and how they okay. work. Uh, yes. There's a, there's a TV. There's a Roku, I guess. I don't... I've heard of those things. Yeah. Do you need me to turn it on for you? No. Okay. All right. Okay, there, there'll be a cat wandering around, probably. You're stalling again. Please, go. Shut the fuck up, Alan. Have a good time. Be safe. Good night. Good night. Tuck goes back into the bedroom. Hi. Hey. Thank you for being cool with 
all of this and no answers. <laughs> she puts her fingers on your lips, kisses you softly, and brings you to the bed. Okay, yeah. This, yep, we don't have to talk. Yeah, this is fine. <sighs> Merit and Warp, how do you get to bed? <laughs> you better get it! Um, it's getting late. Yes. I think Warp's gonna stick to what she knows. Under the mattress. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Then if, if Warp is sleeping under the mattress, then I am going to caution her to set up cushions on the floor with her. And I would like to sleep like sleepover style next to her on the floor. Like I'll move out the coffee table and I'll push it, position out, kick, kick it out and, and just lay down with it. Yeah. Are you sure that's comfortable for you? Oh, by all means, it's safer this way. And I figure I may need some comfort. Maybe you need some comfort. It'd be nice to have someone nearby, right? Yeah, actually. But I, I'm, I'm fine. I've got my system. I'm just worried about the literal. I mean, the, the, the bullet in your in your leg. Agent Merritt, um, this isn't a comfortable position. Make a sanity check for me. Okay. 83, which is a failure. You get almost no sleep. Roll a d4. Okay. Three. You're going to lose three willpower. I also need you to make a constitution times five roll. Okay. Uh, zero, zero is zeros or hundred? It's zero, zero, four. There is no hundred, so it would be a zero, zero. Uh, that is a success. You know, you're, you're just kind of like mentally scanning your body and you're just thinking and you're recalling what the medics told you um, had that bullet moved a centimeter more to the left or the right you might have a permanent injury but uh, they assured you with enough time you'll probably be back up to full speed you could have gained a permanent injury but you rolled well oh exceptional regardless the day comes to an end for you all at last and I think it's a good time to check in on the other agents of Perennial. So we're going to rewind the clock a little bit back to the start of the day. It's April 23rd, a little after 10 a.m. Agent Samael, the other agents have split off and they have gone about these tasks, these chores that they have assigned themselves. But you've decided that your day job is important to you and that you are going to take some time to do your priestly duties, namely confession. You head into the back of the church and you find a small room in the administrative hall that has a landline telephone, a headset with a microphone, a Bible, and a pitcher of water. You sit down, you put on the headphones, and you can see that already one of the lines is blinking with a caller. What do you do? Um, I will, uh, of course, accept it. A woman is on the other line, and as she's getting out her, forgive me, father, for I have sinned, she just kind of starts quietly sobbing. In between her cries, she explains that her addiction to amphetamines has driven her friends and family away from her, and that she doesn't really see a life past the addiction. And she asks you if God is real, 
why can't he heal me like he did the lepers in the Bible? What do you say to her? Oh boy. Um, well, um, the short answer is there is no easy answer. The longer one is um, he can, but you have to want it for yourself. If you don't want it, if you don't really want to go about the work of being healed, and it is work, there's not a lot that can be done for you. The first step is you have to take a step back and ask yourself if you want to get better. And if you find that the answer is yes, then you can. And there's resources available for you to do that. You advise her the best you can. And after a time, she seems to calm down and she seems to listen to what you're saying. And eventually you have to move on to the next call. Something you notice is that the phone has a a digital screen. Um, It does not display the names, but it does display the phone numbers. Uh, Technically, this should be anonymous, but you assume that, you know, this whole thing was kind of rushed together. So you, you know, you do your best to just not stare at the at the number. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The next call is a man who confesses to stalking his wife and in the process learns that she is being unfaithful to him. He isn't angry because it's made him realize that he has been keeping the truth from her and from himself as well. And he asks you if God will still love him even if he's gay. What do you say to him? Of course he will. And you know, listen, a lot of people are going to tell you that he won't but they're lying to you. And when you meet those people, you need to turn around and get yourself away from them. It's not going to be easy, but yes, yes, he will. Call after call after call is like this. People who are desperate, people who are broken, people who need guidance. And you do your best knowing that It'll have an impact on some, and it might not on others. After about an hour and 40 minutes and change of this, you're exhausted, and you're getting ready to wind down, and there's one last call. Of course, accept it. You hit the button, and it sounds like a nervous boy, a a, a younger male voice. And he kind of starts by saying... uh, I've never really done this before, so I'm sorry, I don't really know what to say. And he starts to kind of struggle to get something out. He says, I have this, I have a bad feeling, and I've been having trouble sleeping at night. I don't know how to put this, but I'm having nightmares about about terrible things, about about people that I, I know. And then these terrible things, they happen. First it was my dead, my doctor, and then it was this other lady I know. Deaths, horrible deaths. Uh, they've been pulled apart. It, 
It seems like they died in excruciating pain. Hey, hey, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No, young man, when you say when you say your doctor, do you mean your psychiatrist or your doctor? I, I I don't know if I should. I don't think I should say it. It's okay. No one's no one's gonna know but me. I, I just I, I can't shake that I somehow feel responsible about this. You're not. You're not. I know what you're feeling, and I I'm telling you, you are not. Then why am I dreaming about them? About them dying? It could be. Stress. It could be some kind of mental illness. Can I ask if um, if you have seen a psychiatrist? Is that what's happening to me? Am I going crazy? It could. Well, you're not going. You're not going crazy. You're just having a. You're just having a little bit of. You're just having a little bit of stress. It happens from time to time. So I want you to do one thing for me. I want you to breathe in deeply through your nose. Hold it for two seconds. Exhale. Do you have insurance? I think my parents do. Okay, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to find your insurance card. You might have it. Your parents might have it. You're going to go see your general practitioner. You're going to ask him if you can go see a psychiatrist. And after you've done that, if you are still feeling sick, if you are still feeling like you're having problems, you need to come down to the church and see me in person. Can you do that? I, I think so, but I'm just... Worried if I interact with people that that they'll get hurt somehow. I just. Do you feel? Do you feel that you are in danger, and the people around you are in danger right now? I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know uh, what to make of any of this. Young man, can you come down to the church right now? Uh, Where are you at? Uh, it's okay. I, I think I have to go. Okay. Well, you call back if you need anything. Okay. And the line goes dead. Agent Samuel. You've heard people call in and say things like this before, but something about it just sits with you wrong. Hmm. But it is, it has been about two hours, and you think you've done your part. What would you like to do? It's about noon. I will um, swing by, by um, my office and see if, uh, make sure that Boomer and Hyde are still in there and that they're doing okay you yeah you, you see them and they seem uh their noses deep in the laptop do you approach them do you say anything to them no no if they're doing fine they're doing fine i think i'd like to step out of the church for a minute and get some fresh air i'd like to um stop by the liquor store um around the street pick up a pack of um camel unfiltered and then uh behind the church um there's a little lotus garden and I just like to go around the block and um, sit down in the garden and uh, smoke some cigarettes. You smoke as many cigarettes as you like, and uh, the time passes. It's a, it, it is a lovely day. Quiet, as usual, since quarantine. As you're sitting there, you get a text on your personal phone. It appears to be from Tony from the club, and it is an invitation to a party tomorrow night. The address seems to be uh, somewhere on Long Island. You know your way around this area, and it seems like it's an address that is in a very expensive part of town, a very expensive neighborhood. Mm. Okay. Um, do I? I assume I have um, contact numbers for for um, uh, Hyde and uh, Boomer. Yeah, you you're all you all have your uh, burner phones. I'll forward them the text. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll forward it with no context, but I'll also um, make sure to say, um, text me if you need anything. Uh, I'll be about. I'm just going to do that double tap thing where it's the thumbs up. <laughs> Again, priorities, man, your priorities. <laughs> uh, I, I imagine Sam L has like a, a flip phone. Yeah, I think you mentioned you have the cheapest possible phone. <laughs> and <laughs> I think I'll pick up um, a bottle of something. Um, and I'm uh, very interested to know um, if that young man calls back. Um, so I'd like to go. Um, there's a spot in the church in the attic uh, where Sam L likes to go and hide. I think he wants to be around in case um, he hears anything back from that kid though he doesn't expect to, so I think after he's calmed himself down a little bit, he'll just go hide up there um, and wait. Effectively as players, we know that for the next you know, 12 to 16 hours until 10am tomorrow, uh, Agent Hyde and Boomer are going to be preoccupied. Um, what are you doing in this time? Are you going to spend the whole night in the rafters? I mean... I, I would like the. I feel like he's going to wait for a while um, in case anyone needs him, but he's going to realize at a certain point that nobody really does. So you know what? Um, while I'm not needed, I would like to grab the keys to my car, uh, go to where it's parked um, around the corner. I want to drive uh, down to South Manhattan to uh, keep an eye on my daughter for a little bit. You get on the highway or you, you get onto the streets and you make your way. You arrive and... and um pull up, you find a space, maybe a block or so, a little a little less than a block, more like a quarter of a block away, and you see the home that your daughter lives in, and she's actually kind of playing outside. Yeah, she's drawing, you know, uh, skipping chalk marks on the ground and skipping over them, and her foster mother is, is out there with her. I'm gonna make sure to keep um, plenty of distance. I'm not gonna leave the car. I'm just gonna watch. After a few minutes, um, Ruth's foster mother hears something going on in, in the house, and she gets up and she kind of walks inside, and Ruth is now outside by herself, kind of finishing her drawings on the sidewalk. I'll get out of the car. Get out, and do you walk towards her? I'll walk past her. Not towards, past you're walking. Are you on like the other side of the street no, or same something? Side. I'll go to same the same side. side of the street. Okay. I just don't want to. I don't want to be the kid that's uh, or the guy that's approaching a kid that he, you know, a, a strange kid directly. So I'm just going to pretend like I'm kind of walking down the street. I, I think that in your time communicating with her as much or as little as you have, you walk past her and you do notice as you kind of glance back that she's stopped what she's doing and seems to have recognized you. She's just kind of watching you go by. Hi, young lady. What you drawing? She's kind of looking at you and sees that you engage her and just points down and says, Hopscotch. Oh, yeah? Can you show me? Yeah, yeah. And she starts to, she, you know, she throws a little stone and it lands on one number and kind of starts skipping through. Well, you have fun, okay? Be good for your mom and dad. I know you. Your father, Jones. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know you. You call me sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just check up on you and your family. Are you doing okay? Yeah. It's around this time that uh, Ruth's foster mother steps out, notices you, kind of covers herself a little up, and... Oh, 
Father Jones, I wasn't expecting you. I wasn't expecting myself. Is everything all right, Ruth? Ruth is like, yeah. I showed him hopscotch. She kind of comes over and pulls the girl a little bit to her and says, um, um, Father, I, I think, I think you should call me the next time you want to come visit. I'll, I'll, I'll get out of your hair. I'm sorry. I just, I think it's confusing her. I, I know, I know. I, believe me, I know. I'll get out of your hair. Please don't do this again unannounced. I, um, uh, I won't. All right, Ruth, let's go inside. And she kind of turns the girl. And she, the, you know, Ruth waves at you. And they both go inside. I'll, um, I'll linger for a bit. And then we'll head out. Uh, make an alertness check for me, please. Great. Oh, uh, that's a 14, which uh, is a success. You're going back to your car. And there is a bench across the street. And as you kind of get in, you look to the other side. And there is a man reading a newspaper who you realize has kind of had his head up and has been watching you this whole time. Hmm. And when you look at him, he kind of goes back to reading his newspaper. Doesn't look familiar at all? No, doesn't seem familiar. I mean, he, he does have kind of glasses. He's got a hat on. Hey, buddy. He, he doesn't respond. He's, he's just kind of, like, deep in his newspaper. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, listen, you tell Mallory I said hello. I'll get back in the car and drive off. <laughs> <laughs> and where are you heading to? You know what? I'm just going to drive for a while. Um, as you make the corner, you look back just kind of instinctively, and you see him standing and walking over to a vehicle. Oh, and I'm definitely going to keep driving around. <laughs> are, are you moving at a kind of regular pace or are you attempting to kind of get rid well, of Well, you know, it's the middle of the city. You know, I can't do, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of room to maneuver. And you know what? I'm, I'm curious. So I want to, I want to see if he follows me. Let me, let me ask a question. In my, um, not non-existent, but relatively limited history with the program, would I expect this sort of thing? Like, would this be something that I would, would maybe anticipate that they might be keeping tabs on me or, or might this strike me as um, a little bit more strange? I mean, you've never been followed before. That I've noticed. <laughs> While you're thinking these things, hmm. you recognize his car about four cars back. Is he, he's not driving like aggressively or anything, is he? Nope. You just, you just notice that you'll make a right and then about four cars later, that other car will make a right, and it's been going like this for about an hour. I'm assuming he. I'm assuming it never stops. Like if I go for half an hour, I'm assuming he's still on me. If if you're gonna if you're gonna drive for as long as you can, at the end of that hour, he seems to take an opposite turn and just kind of goes away. All right. Well, I'll shrug my shoulders and think that that's weird. Um, but I think um. You know what? That seems like something Boomer and Hyde ought to know about. I'm going to head back and, and tell them about it. Good boy. Yes! Good That's growth! That's fucking growth right there! I've never hit anything but drugs. <laughs> Around, I would say, you'd get back to the church by like eight. Uh, around the time that you get back, 
Boomer and Hyde are still going at it. At this point, I would say one of them has taken a, a turn napping. One of them is sleeping. Which of the two of you around eight o'clock would probably be sleeping? Maybe me. I'll, I'll be napping. All right. So so Boomer is just kind of feet up on your on your thing. Her, her the chair leaned back, and she's just kind of snoring as Hyde is meticulously reading in in the laptop. And what do you say to them? She okay? I'm just giving Boomer a dirty look. The louder she snores. Yeah, I think she's just tired. All right. Well, hey, listen. Um, have you ever? Um, how long have you been doing this? What do you mean? If you don't mind my asking. Like this? Yeah. Oh. Uh. Few years. Why? Have you ever been um followed? Or like, uh, has anyone ever been, uh, has anyone ever kept tabs on you or anything like that? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past the program to put a tab on you, Sam. Yeah, I wasn't either, but, um... Are you being followed? Yeah, you know how in, like, old cartoons and, and shit, there'd be, like, a guy sitting on a park bench and, like, a fedora and a newspaper with, like, eye holes cut out in him? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Hyde? Yes. You can smell the alcohol coming off of him. Are you sure somebody was following you? Yeah. Yeah, they followed me for probably, well, at least a couple dozen blocks. Where were you coming from? Well, I was out in the street. When did you leave the church? Uh, a few hours ago. A few hours ago. And at what point did you start drinking? Like four hours ago. How do you know that it was somebody following you or it was just a random car behind you? You shouldn't even be driving while you're drinking for the love of God, Sam. Yeah, but listen, it's not like I'm not used to it. If I see something weird, I know I've seen something weird. We- <laughs> Your gauge of like, weird, listen, Sam. I know, it sounds, I know it sounds weird, but there was a guy in a fucking trench coat. A guy a- in a trench coat. Why don't you go sleep it off? Because right now I don't have time for you. Okay? What can I say? We can rehash this following of peoples tomorrow when you're a little bit more coherent and I can trust some level of your judgment. Would you like me to call you a cab to take you home? I live down the block. I think I'll be just fine. I'm responsible for you. Please remember that. Fair enough. Let me know if you need anything. I will see you in the morning. Thank you. All right. Well, I'll get out of there. I tried to do the right thing, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little busy. I'm sorry. Oh, you know what? I mean, oh, God. I don't know. I think I feel like I'm almost I'm almost not feeling safe going home right now. So, you know what? I'm just going to crash in the pews. Will it be the first time? Yeah, I've done it before. You go to the pews, you go to lie down. You've done this before. Um, 9 p.m. rolls around, 10 p.m., 11 p.m., 12 a.m. rolls around. And Agent Samael, you're having the hardest time sleeping. Since we last saw you, you gained a disorder. If you'd like to try to sleep... I'm going to ask you to make a sanity check. Um, it's a 47. 
which is a failure by two. Oh, shit. <laughs> Unless you can think of a medicinal way of falling asleep, you are not going to sleep tonight. You just can't seem to get that feeling of drowsiness. I can think of several ways to do that, but none that I'm comfortable doing in the, the sanctuary of my church, so I think I'll just suck it up. <laughs> Boundaries. <laughs> Go ahead and roll a d4. Three. You are going to lose three willpower. So me and Samael got matching willpower losses for insomnia. Yes. That's incredible. Wow. Wonderful. You literally just spend all night yeah. kind of just realize that the church is slowly coming awake around 6 or 7 a.m. It seems that now Boomer and Hyde are both awake and they are both combing through something on the laptop. Where are you guys at? You good? Around 10 a.m., they seem to have finished, and as you are walking in, Agent Hyde is storming out. I, I shoulder check Sam <laughs> on the way out. Um, is that something we need to address? Um, probably, but frankly, I don't think they want to hear anything we want. Sorry, it just we just just read we just knocked out this whole case file, and we just look. They learned some stuff that they're not happy with. Well, let me give it a shot. I'll go after Hyde. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> As he, good luck. I'll need it. Bring coffee. <laughs> Let's stay with Boomer for a moment. As Samael kind of rushes out. Boomer, you've read the same thing as Hyde. You've been able to kind of stem your feelings. The incredible revelations that you have learned that there was this machine that could effectively still exist today that uh, caused this anomaly that required Navy SEALs to be sent back in time. Uh, your head is swimming with the, the thought of what else is being hidden from us? What else, what other horrors could there exist? But you didn't lose sanity because you remembered that you're just here to do a job. You're collecting putting things away and moving on. What are you doing in this moment that you're by yourself in this room? If I'm alone in the office, I would have taken out would have taken out a second fob and I would have actually updated it with all the other previous case information. I would have grabbed the second laptop, done things on that laptop to make sure like any kind of coding and all that would show not my personal laptop, but I'm basically copying that and then I'm going to go ahead and slip that back into my pocket and then I'm going to I'm going to do a quick Google search because I, I feel like this is connected to Daniel Freiss. So you, you you open up the search engine and what do you type into Google? Uh, I'm going to do the most basic one and I'm just going to write Daniel Freiss to see all that just comes up really quick. You type in Daniel Freiss and there's probably 800,000 uh, results. I am going to go ahead and Google Daniel Freiss and Black Chamber. You do so, and you get about 100,000 results. And as you start looking through the first page, you realize that there is some kind of connection to a Daniel M. Freiss and a Black Chamber. What you learn is that Black Chamber was a real group that existed in, in the early, early days, uh, 1920s, 1910s, that was a decoding 
group. It was a group of people that spent their time decoding, uh, you know, the 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 Nazi, uh, the Italian, the the Japanese codes that were being sent out. They were code breakers, and sure enough, a Daniel M. Frice was connected to Black Chamber. Uh, you eventually see a, an old photo on a website of a group of these code breakers and you surmise that, the, you know, the way that it's annotated, you think you know who this Daniel Frice is, kind of a younger, blonde-looking man with glasses. You continue searching and you finally come upon a website called CaliforniaObits.Tributes.com it seems to be a website that lists the obituaries of naval and army personnel as well as citizens. And there is a obituary with the name Daniel M. Frice. Could you read for us what the entry says? Dem, uh, Daniel M. Frice, 65, born on June 22nd, 1905 in Glendale, California, passed away October 1st, 1970. He resides in Camp Pendleton Naval Hospital at the time of his passing. If there is any record of Frice, as they said would probably exist in terms of medical records, um, the records of uh, any interviews he may have done with psychologists or psychiatrists, it would be found at this place, this Camp Pendleton Naval Hospital. <laughs> Sorry. Um no, I was I, I was born there. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. legit. <laughs> you were born in Camp Pendleton. You were born in Pendleton. That's what I was turned to giggle. That's hilarious. That's, I'm not joking. Well, that's that amazing. Oh my this, god. This is not like, boomer though. You're saying dude, uh, uh, yeah. I'm talking Amanda. Yeah, I was born in Oceanside. I was born at the naval base. Oh, they're just coming for our real backstories. I swear I didn't know that. <laughs> um. Okay, so I'm going, uh, so Boomer's gonna note that, and she's gonna start looking into Oceanside, uh, looking, um, which is a city nearby, also outside of San Diego, within that region, and kind of see, like, what are flights, weather, hotels, because I know that Daniel Frice is going to be a key thing, especially into everything, so I'm going to try to gather as much info to start making my plea case to Tuck because I figure if I can get anyone on board if I get Tuck I can get everybody else you know that this is uh, a key to getting Mr. Pleasant uh, uh, to help you and you are doing the research getting the hotels and getting everything kind of planned you do see many articles uh stating that the covid cases are pretty bad in this area and that camp pendleton naval hospital would be the epicenter you immediately realize if i'm going here and i'm convincing them to go we're literally going into a hospital that is currently dealing with <laughs> this issue i'm gonna while Gosh. While this is happening, also, I need to send a text to uh, my fiance. And I'm going to, two separate texts. One to my fiance saying, Hey, checking in. Miss you. I hope today's easier than it was before. 
send another one to my sister saying, hey, hope all's good. And also to my business partner saying, hey, it's going to like basically checking in so they know I'm alive. Yeah. Who is uh, what is the name of your business partner? Uh, Evans. Evans texts you back and he, um, you know, says hi, checks in on you. Uh, He does make mention that he is in talks with a client a new client, like brand new, like just texted him the other day. And he just wants to know that it's cool that, you know, he send all of uh, your, you know, kind of business information. He'll probably share phone numbers and make sure that if they want to reach out to you. And he just seems kind of excited about this, about this new client. Uh, I will say uh, uh, great exclamation point, smiley face. Oh, what? Uh, can I have more details? Business, question mark, shruggy. He responds with not really sure yet, still feeling them out, uh, hoping it's somebody interested in our product. And he's referring to the the encryption process that you have with the server. Okay. I'm just going to write, copy that, keep me posted. And I kind of paranoid now because anything involving our program I'm extra cautious of so that makes me nervous and honestly do we is there a rest like a restroom in this or like no I mean like in this uh, church where it's like a shower or something yeah I believe the other two uh, Merritt and, and Hyde had taken yeah. a shower so yeah there is a downstairs if you want to go shower uh, yeah I got to I'm, I'm feeling gross uh, you go downstairs and the showers are individual and they're small and if you'd like to take a shower, I'm going to ask you to make a sanity check. <laughs> Shit. Oh, yeah. Awful. As you feel like it's going to be very difficult to take a shower God, in these tight spaces. It is. Oh, it's going to remind me of like a coffin. Oh, I got a one. Nice. <laughs> you steal yourself. Please roll a D4 because you will lose that much willpower. That's fair, I guess. I just want to clean myself. I, I got a three. Okay. You steal yourself, you go in, you take the shower, your eyes is clo- are closed most of the time, so you're not kind of thinking about what a small space this old shower is, and you manage to do that. Let's cut, let's cut back to Agent Hyde. Agent Hyde, what eventually gets you to stop? What eventually gets this kind of semi-panic attack that you're having to kind of quiet down and go away? I'm probably like eventually get like stopped at one of the like walking lights. So I just stop, even though there's like no traffic on the street. It's just following the rules and just stop. And there's probably like just like a glass like window. And I just during that entire time, I'm just staring at that glass window, trying to sort myself out. And eventually I just come to a level of calm. Agent Samuel, give me a search roll to see if you can kind of comb the streets and find Agent Hyde. Ooh, 95. Yeah, you, you, you just go in the opposite direction that Hyde went, and unfortunately time passes and you, you can't find her. That's too bad. What, what are you doing, Hyde, once you've calmed down? Um, figuring out how far I went, and then, um, the most logical thing would be to circle back and try to head back to the church. I, I think that eventually you would both at the same time kind of walk back to the church doors at the same time. So the two of you see each other outside the church. You okay? Perfectly fine. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. I just needed a moment, but I'm, I'm, I'm good now. I'm, I'm safe. 
Everything's okay. safe. You need anything? No. You look tired, though. Are you all right? Um, I didn't really sleep, but that's okay. No, why didn't you sleep? Oh, um, just thinking about stuff. Oh, that sucks, man. You can always tell me if something's wrong, you know? We're, we're a team in all of this, right, bud? I will. Let's, let's go find Boomer. Okay. Uh, let me ask the two of you make intelligence times five rolls. Uh, intelligence, I succeed with a 61. Uh, 89. Hi, you realize that, I mean, it's been 24 hours and you haven't heard from Tuck, Merritt, or Warp. Ah, fuck. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Eventually, Boomer, you finish your shower and you come in and the three of you are together again, probably in Samuel's office, I assume. I would like to text the other group. I will send a message to Tuck. And, you know, then I'll just say, um, we're being watched. Look out. <laughs> uh, talk, you're welcome to respond to that. Uh, like, no what, time is, what time in the morning is this right now? Uh, it's probably... Like, 11? It's probably 11 a.m. I mean, in all honesty, you're probably on your way yeah, back. Yeah, we're probably on the way back. Yeah. I probably, like, I probably... Oh, oh God. Like notice that we got a text and then I pass it over to Warp because <laughs> I'm in the because I'm in the because I'm driving. Um, since our boys since our boys hurt, so I pass it over to Warp and say, "Will you check this? It's from Sam." Sure. It and then it just says we're being watched. Look out. It says what? It says we're, we're being watched. Look out. Hmm. So probably just the normal stuff. Yeah. Sure. Um. Tell him, tell him to be careful, and we'll be back soon. I guess I don't know what he wants me to say to that. I think you would probably know your ETA, you know, a few hours when by the time you get back into the city. So yeah, we'll yeah. tell him. Tell him when we're coming back, and then Tuck spends the entire rest of the drive looking over her fucking shoulder. Yeah, I'm gonna be vigilant too and looking for any sort of cars on our tail. Both of you, give me alertness checks. Fifty-one. That's a pass. A pass with a nineteen. Um, Warp's gonna text back. It's Warp. Tuck said. <laughs> and everything that Tuck said. Okay. Uh, you guys don't notice anything. Um, there's one asshole that kind of rides you the whole way, but that's about it. Tuck slows down intentionally anytime he gets on their ass. <laughs> and is just, and as soon as he tries to get in the other lane to pass us, I speed up. And then as soon as he gets back behind us, I slow down. I'm an, I'm like a petty asshole for like probably four, 15 minutes and then I let it go. So let's go back to the three of you. Uh, Hyde, Boomer, and Sam. Who are you texting, Sam? Oh, um, I was just telling uh, Tuck to keep an eye out. Why? From, I told you. It was a guy with a literal newspaper and a literal fedora watching me. Wait, What? And he followed me for, followed me across like half of Manhattan. Sam, I would be, would be uh, very aware if you told me something like that. That seems very troubling. You don't remember? I came in here, what, it was probably, yeah, there wasn't even 10, 10 in the evening yet when I came in here. You don't remember that? I've, I remember you babbling something incoherently because you were drunk, but other than that, you didn't mention anything about being tailed. What was I doing? You were sleeping. Oh, God. regardless, who, did you get a license plate? Did you get a look of whoever it was? License plate. License plates exist. Yeah, faces exist too. Um, I didn't see. I didn't see their oh. face. Hmm. Um, 
well, I'm sure I caught a, a glimpse of it, but I don't, I didn't get any meaningful details. <laughs> right. All right, Sam. Well, if you see the man with the ma- with the newspaper again, please, please point it out so we can get a look on it. I'm watching two of you. And there's only one of me. Let's all do our jobs. Uh, I'm muttering. I have been doing my fucking job. Like I'm the like I'm getting. Kind of, I was like, I'm, bitch, I've been the only one doing the fucking job. Mm-hmm. Irritated. Um, well, uh, what, okay. was, what was in that? Uh, what was in that file? You know what? Let's yes, because uh, we need to catch you up. But I am starving. No, we have literally not left. Do you have a Waffle House? Do you have pancakes? Where can we go? Where I know COVID is shut down, but where can we get some food so we can catch you up? We have a lot. There's flour, baking soda, and sugar in my apartment. I can make that work. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go. You head back to um, Samuel's apartment. It's as messy as it always is. And uh, sure enough, you find a old box of pancake mix and some flour and other stuff. I'm going to do whatever I can to actually make some decent pancakes. But while I'm mixing all the dry and wet ingredients, I will go ahead and go into detail about the case file. And I won't, like, skim over everything. I will tell him I'll catch Samael up on that. Okay. I think that, Samael, you're far enough removed from really getting into the details of it that I'm not going to ask you to make a sanity check. Uh, but it is a incredible tale nonetheless. And you certainly wonder what it has to do with anything but it is quite strange. So, March March Industries. Have you guys, um, have you guys looked that up yet? No, we uh, we should actually, though, I, I did do some research on uh, Daniel Freiss in Black Chamber. That's, um, I did that. Anything interesting? A little bit, uh, to be, and I think once we're done here, I do think we should make that a uh, priority and I uh, from what I found out it's in Pendleton in uh, California Southern California just outside San Diego and Oceanside it's a long ways out I know right my god I wish we had an accountant or something I'm wondering if March Industries has any like connections to uh, to Ansel or something could be I don't know how the I don't know how to find that information at the same time though March Industries is a bit outside of our objective. Boomer brings up a valid point. Frice is our objective. March Industries is more of a side thing that's kind of irrelevant. Mallory wasn't very interested in it. Might be connected, though. Mm. Mallory said that anything on the board wasn't of interest. Let's Google it. Let's Google it right Sam. now. Sam. Why not? It's not on the board. It's not on the board. March Industries isn't anywhere on the board. It's still off subject. You never know. I'll take my laptop and I just want to. I just want to do a cursory search for March Industries. See if anything comes up. Yeah. Um. Sure. You, you go to f- look for your laptop and you can't find it. Slight problem. What problem? What? 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 Would you do? Have uh? You two haven't seen my um, my uh, my computer, have you? I'm sorry. What? Samuel, where's your laptop? Um, did I leave it back at the church? Oh my God, Sam! I'm gonna, I'm gonna get right up. I'm like, wait, 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 wait! Stop, 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 stop! Where, where is the super secret government fucking 
computer that was assigned to you and no one else. Well, um, well, can you turn it off? Holy shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, it's, it's, it could be at the church. We're gonna, we're gonna, yeah. So we're gonna eat because I just, I don't want to burn this stuff any more than I have to. We and we're gonna go. Burn, boomer. We don't have time to eat, Boomer. Take it with you. Take Wrap it up in a paper towel. Take it with you. Boomer, I'm telling you right now, we have to go find this laptop. I know. I, I know. I, you win. You won. You won. We're going. Um, All three of you give me search rolls as you head back to the church and attempt to find this laptop in the fob. What's my search? 92. Yeah, I failed. I failed too, 63. Sweet <laughs> fucking hells. I mean, you think you're looking at all the places that you've been, but you do not see this laptop. So I hate to be Mr. Paranoid here, but I'm going to go ahead and blame this on this guy that was uh, that was following me yesterday. You took the laptop with you? I would like to point out, I was very certain I left it in this office. But we were here all night. There are contingencies. There are backups. We need to get our story straight really quick because I don't want us to get killed with a missing laptop. So what are we saying? Well, I don't, I don't think it matters what, what are we saying. What can you do? If it, Well, it got destroyed. We could say that and we can buy some time until we can find it. Well, you can't like, there's no like kill switch or anything? Well, there's, thank God, there's security to get, like, yeah, so don't worry, we, it's just, but if you, if you're saying someone is following you, and you didn't get the license plate, and then all of a sudden, all of our super secret technology is missing, it's, that, that, that doesn't bode well for me. Okay, you know what? One problem, one problem. That makes me very nervous. <laughs> I think that's, I think at this point, we're all just standing in a circle in the office. Like, oh, <laughs> we're just, we're oh, just oh, like, oh, no. okay, um, uh, hide. Yes. Question. Yes. You've been with... I, I have my relations with the program, but with yours, in your estimate, how screwed are we? <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Boomer. It's a lot. The safest thing would be to locate the laptop because we are now in the violation of uh, security. And I have orders to do things if we are in breach of security. So it's the best interest of both of you to find that laptop. So let's go ahead. We'll look at the office. Uh, I will take this area. I'll take the office. I don't go to confession. Was that where you had it? Uh, the car? Where? Where's your car? Oh, I didn't take it's in the it's in the parking structure around the corner. I need to go look at your car. I, I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check the couch and area, like furniture, because I feel like there's places like he might have just stumbled and either done that. And I'm gonna look under the couch. Do I find anything, or can I look there? And make a Dex times five roll, please. Okay. Oh no, I failed by like, I failed. I have a seventy, and it's a sixty. Samuel and Hyde, please make. Alertness rolls. I fail. Alertness succeed with a 27. Agent Hyde, you are the only one that notices that Agent Boomer reaches down under the couch and with sleight of hand places and then pulls out the laptop. Oh! Are you fucking kidding me? Samuel, you don't see anything. I know, this is Aaron just being mad. <laughs> and, and what and what do you say, Boomer? I'm going to grab it, and then I'm going to go behind Semiel and smack him upside the head, <laughs> shove it in his chest, and I'll be like, 
Do not fucking lose this shit. Let that be a goddamn lesson for you. Do you understand? I mean... You're a researcher. We're, I'm a researcher, and I'm going to point to Hyde. I'm like, she's the fucking gun. I just have the pleasant smile on my face. Her job is to kill us, just FYI. And I'm going to look and note, like, yeah, you bitch. I'm going to be like that. But be like, do not lose this. And I'm going to just shove it in his chest and walk out the office. <laughs> Boomer, make a sanity test for me, please. <laughs> yeah, sure. I believe uh, that's fair. 55 uh, out of 58. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you walk out into the cold air and it's just like you can feel it. I mean, you're just starting to really sweat heavy, but you think that you're cool and nobody saw anything and we've moved past this. We've got about two hours before Merritt, Tuck, and Warp are going to return. What are we doing with our time? Well, now that I have my fucking laptop back, can I Google March Industries now? Yeah. <laughs> you Google March Industries and you find a incredible website, uh, rave reviews about a leader in the military tech industry named March Technologies has existed... Uh, since the 60s and is is best known for its computer technology, its navigation technologies. Um, it seems to always be on the cutting edge and our government loves being supplied by them. Do you, do you share that with us, Sam? Yeah, I'll just, I'll, I'll probably read the article out, out, out loud. It's a cover from, we don't need to worry about it. Well, let's try this. I'm the in the Google search bar. I'm the type in Marsh Industries Ansel Incorporated into the same search and see if anything pops. Okay, make a luck roll. Ooh. Here we go, my boy. You got this. <laughs> you got this. He's all I'm luck. Nerd. Three. Wow. Ooh. Oh, yes, boy. honey. Yes, my boy. With a success. There are many, I mean, we're talking pages and pages of information about the, these two companies. Uh, but you do see one mention in a business magazine about the fact that uh, Ansel Incorporated is a subsidiary of March Technologies. Well, there's your connection. Uh, come on, Hyde, you're a little, come on, you're a little impressed. Come on. <laughs> you Google search something, which I guess could be oppressive for your age, but... <laughs> come on. I'm 35, by the way. Bullshit, you're, <laughs> bullshit, you're 35. <laughs> Regardless. I am. Regardless. So you've connected both of them, but it doesn't pan with the mission that we're supposed to be. Boomers talk about Frice is. So we should be pursuing more of what Frice is doing and where those connections lie. Did anyone hear from the group yet? From the others? Um, they said they were a few hours away. Why? I mean, if you think about it, they have gone dark the entire time. We, we don't know, like... I mean, what, what could have happened to them on the way up to D.C.? I don't know. How many people are following them? Well, that's why I gave them a heads up. At some point in the next, like, hour or two, Tuck will probably have a warp text and just say, like, hey, where are we meeting? Church? Apartment? Question mark. I'll tell them to come to my apartment. Hyde, where do you stand on speaking with uh, Dr. Thornbill? Oh, I do need to talk to the good doctor. So maybe at some maybe some point in that two hours, I'll go outside. Or Do you have a balcony, Sam? Yeah, sure. 
Yeah, you step out, and I, I assume you're calling Thornbill? Yeah, I'll, I'll call Thornbill. Uh, she answers, and she explains that she is in Long Island at a uh, naval base there. It's in Glenridge. It's called the uh, Francis S. Gabreski Air National Guard Base. It's about 30 kilometers outside of Glenridge. She explains that she's currently stationed right there. Uh, they're looking at the uh, the items that you gave them, and she would love to speak with you. She asks if you've if you finished reading the book that she gave you. I have, and I've read through the files extensively. There's a pause on the line, and she says, "What file?" There are files about this mission. Are you not aware of that? I didn't know you had access, but let let's talk about this in person. Can you meet me today? Yeah, I can. One question though, uh, before I before I go, the um, what's her name? Hooks. Tell me about Hooks for a second. When did uh, when did she join up onto the research team? I don't recall seeing her before. Is this about what happened on the tarmac two days ago? A bit. Seemed to rattle somebody. Doctor Hooks is uh, new to the team, but uh, she has been um, uh, she's been vetted and recruited. Uh, we've been looking forward to having her as part of the team. Uh, she's actually uh, looking into some of the items you recovered right now as we speak. Whose team is she recruited for? I have a feeling you know things more than I thought you did. I, I think we should talk in person as opposed to on the phone. Okay, Doc. Is there something wrong with Dr. Hooks? Not that I'm aware of. Not that I've been told about, but when she bothers one of my members of my team, I have to ask. Purely security-based. Do they have some kind of history together? I don't know, but one one runs out on a tarmac, Doc. One has to ask questions, right? Well, maybe we'll get this sorted out uh, when you come here. Alright. I'll give you a call when I'm in Long Island. I'm supposed to be making that way anyways. Okay. Just keep my name at the gate and they'll, they'll direct you how to get to me. You know, um, Sergio, I just thought of something that I'm actually useful for. I remembered that Tuck had asked me to look into um, that Italian deity. Uh-huh. Nilarthotep, Nilarthotep, whatever, was was the name. Um, I would just like to... Um, I'm assuming there's not going to be a ton of info on the internet, but um, I, I just want to flip through you know, my, my directory of, of people from Harvard and see if I can find anyone that I can, can call to ask some questions of. Okay, um, make an occult roll. <sighs> Finally. <laughs> Success, 66 out of 80. You you look into some of the more esoteric books uh, that you have, and you do start seeing a pattern in Italy and in other countries, this story of the dark man. Uh, often he is portrayed as the devil, or he is portrayed as... Um, some kind of malevolent entity. Uh, it's usually played off as, as old paganistic ideas and things like that, but um, you do eventually come across the name Luomonero, um, the Dark Man, the Crawling Chaos, uh, the, the, the Black Pharaoh. Uh, you come across some very, very strange tales, most of them kind of mythological in nature. You don't find Nyarlathotep, do I, in in looking around, is there a like a any one like culture like like Etruscan or something that's associated to, or is it more um, widespread? 
no, it's more widespread. It seems to be in Italy, and then it seems to be in Egypt, and then it seems to be in Africa. It, it, this this deity, this figure, does seem to kind of transcend uh, these these countries and borders, uh, which makes it very strange that you had only really recently learned of them. Um, you see a lot of references to Miskatonic University as being one of the major kind of sources of uh, of research uh, on these kinds of deities. Do I know anything about that one, that institution? Uh, you, you know that Miskatonic University is a is an institution up north uh, that is well known for its occult uh, studies, and um, uh, they've they've done a lot of expeditions and things like that uh, to the Antarctic. Uh, they they they're an old institution. They've been around a very long time. I have a contact up there, possibly, or someone like a contact of a contact. Make a luck roll. Let's see. Know a guy that knows a guy. Uh, Thirty six. Okay, that's a success. I would say that you are not f- very friendly with, but you know of someone that that you know you could probably get their number and and see if they're in. If I can work on that, I'd love to. If you want to spend the entire time doing it, I think you will eventually speak to someone who can get you that phone number. I'll, sp- I'll put the time in, yeah. Let's say that you, you get a phone number. It's to a doctor uh, in, you know, anthropology, occultism. Um, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that number, and I'm going to wait until um, Tuck is around, and I'll, I'll call him up once, uh, once Tuck is with us. Okay. Dr. David Bauer is the man's name. B-A-U-E-R. And that's it for me right now. It, is there anything that Boomer or Hyde want to do before Tuck, Warp, and Merrick come back? I, I, honestly, that's all I'm kind of just doing. I'm focusing on cataloging as much as possible. Uh, okay, so we kept the VHS, the reel-to-reel, the Sky Devils, the beads, the knife, the gun coffin, and gave the rest to them. I, I want to actually look at this bead. <laughs> this is stupid. But I do want to look at it. Okay, so there, there's one single bead, and it's like a like a marble. You know, it's kind of a clear, slightly opaque marble. And what what, what do you do with it? Are you just kind of rolling it around? Um, I'm gonna roll uh, like roll it around. Take like, believe it or not, I will try to take as much detailed notes on it, like approximation. Like, okay, lightweight color. I'll put it up against the, like, anything weird. But I'm, it's mostly just all cataloging. All of that is detailed as possible and taking photos. You are making notes of this bead. I mean, there's really not much to say about it. You put it down on the table, and there's a little metal paper clip, and it zoop, sticks to it like a magnet. Oh. Oh. What? Magnetic beads. <laughs> I'm going to do that again, <laughs> like any other metal thing. Yeah, you, you, you separate it. You can feel the force, but you separate it. But as soon as you bring it too close, zoop. It sticks to it again as if this glass bead is magnetized. Is there a TV in, the, in this office or in sure. this space? Sure, sure. I'm going to take the bead, turn on the TV, and see if it does that thing where it messes up the pixels and all of that. Yeah, you, you bring it over, and, and it seems to act just like a magnet. That's not going to hurt my TV, is it? I want to point something out. Um... There on the television is the news. And as you're kind of moving this thing around, you realize the news is going over some tragedy or accident or something like that. And as you slowly begin to pay attention, 
um, you realize that the news is talking about a murder, a gruesome murder that occurred in a park in Long Island um, where they are not able to show the photos and images of the crime scene because it is so graphic. The bodies are so horribly... The, the singular body of a woman uh, is so horribly mangled. <gasps> hmm. Hear me out on something. What if we told everybody to go to Long Island and meet us there in Long Island? Don't don't you have something to do? Don't you have somewhere to be in Long Island today, Samo? Oh yeah, the text. You know what? What the hell? Let's go to Long Island. And we'll have the others meet us there. But wait, why do what, why do you need to go to Long Island? Uh, I have to meet somebody. I have to talk to somebody. A contact. Um, I will point out that uh, as the news goes on, it explains that this body was originally found in the early part of the morning, suspended mm. from a tree Jesus. on the property of Glenridge High School. Oh. Do we think that we're related to that in any way? Is that something that we should get involved in? I'm asking. I'm not saying we should. It's not out of question for a team in the vicinity to at least check it out and report if we need to further investigate it. All right. Um, I'll pick up, um, I'll pick up my phone and I'll, um, text Tuck and I'll say, uh, hey, change of plans, you're heading to Long Island. I'll give him, like, a public address, like a Starbucks or something and, and, and say, let's, let's rally here. Kai, do you want to drive? Yes, I would love to drive. Go ahead. Thank you, Sam. Better I don't do it. Take a big old hit off the flask. So you send that address, uh, you guys get the number, and the three of you jump into a car, and you are... Is anyone following us? Uh, make a, uh, uh, an alertness roll. <laughs> 99, no. <laughs> Seems like the coast is clear. <laughs> Seems. <laughs> you guys jump into the vehicle, and you make your way out of the city. I mean, it takes... 45 minutes just to get out of uh, the area that you are in, even with the lack of traffic. Uh, there are zones where they are stopping and checking and making sure that you guys are government officials uh, allowed to leave. You flash them your, D your CDC badges and you make your way to Long Island. This is a, a drastic change from the city. It's much more rural in certain areas. It's, it's very nice. And you make it to the small town of uh, Glenridge. I'm going to lean my head forward between the two because um, I'm going to be like, um, hey, Hyde, uh, if you see a white castle, can you pull over? Okay. Okay. We'll just, yeah, why don't we just grab lunch or something and then we'll wait for everybody and then. They should be close. We'll regroup. Let's wait for them. Yeah, please. There is a television on in the white castle and they are still talking about this morning. Uh, the news updates and says that they had finally learned the identity of this person who was killed. It was a Vanessa Hatvan. She was the librarian at the Glenridge High School. And uh, they believe that it is connected to a murder that happened a few weeks earlier. Uh, a one Carl Moretti, who is a dentist in the area. Uh, who was also found in a similarly gruesome, uh, torn-apart fashion 
you know, the, the they can't show the images, but they go into as much gruesome detail as, as possible, explaining that the the spinal cord and head had been severed. Uh, it seemed that the brains had been removed, uh, much of the spinal fluid removed, and the body kind of discarded uh, in a uh, like a wooded park area. As I'm sipping my Diet Coke and watching this and pointing to it, I'm going to be like, you think that's zombies or vampires or... Um, you know what, Sergio? Can I find like an internet link to that, to, to that story or something? Sure. And just send it. I send it to the other group. I at least want them to have an idea of what they're walking into. You have your lunch. Are you going to wait at this White Castle until you meet the others? Yeah, we're okay, waiting. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, let's check back in with Tuck, Merritt, and Warp and see how their morning went. Uh, most of you slept well enough. Agent Merritt, let me ask you to make another con times five roll to see if you have healed at all over the evening. 49, which is one under my con of five. Wow. You will gain one health. Awesome. Um, you know, you get up in the morning and you see that your legs in a cast, your you still have bandages over your neck. You're a mess. Yeah. I think uh, we're waking up, right, in the morning, or yeah. at least you know, the others are. I think I'm going to send a text um, to Miranda, uh, and it is going to be an old picture of Miranda, Gordy, and I on a hiking trail. Um, uh, one that we frequented a few times Uh, and it's an older picture like two years ago maybe Um, I'm going to send that and then say thinking of you both uh, remembering fondly our trails Uh, see you soon I hope uh, I hope things are well and then I'm going to list out again all the things I need her to do for my dog (laughs) in between your your large texts she texts back and says so cute thank you for sending this please come by soon gordy wants you to read him another story he keeps talking about that one with the sailor named anchor (laughs) thanks thanks sergio my heart didn't already hurt Um, I'm going to send back a text that says, uh, in New York, talk soon. Oh, please come by as soon as you can. She'll send you a photo of uh, Gordy sitting next to your dog, Samson. (laughs) Oh, I think I'm good there. He'd probably send some bullshit text about how for Gordy not to hug him too tight because that influences snapping tendencies. You guys wake up. Rue offers to make breakfast. Anyone up for breakfast? I, 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 you don't have to do that. I can, I can, I can do it. You should get ready for your interview. Oh, yeah, but that's not going to be for a few hours. Don't worry about it. I just want to spend time with you before you have to leave. What time do you have to leave? We, we should probably leave soon. Um, yeah, we need to, we need to get back to the team. Um, and I need to grab a box out of the closet, actually. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll just chat with these guys. Oh, uh, will you help me, actually? Can you come help me with the box? Okay, all right, yeah, sure. She joins you. I just wanted to spend more time with you. Um, I, I just like looking at you and being close to you. Um, what are you looking for? The um, 
<laughs> the 97 bucks. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 right here. And she goes into one of the kind of lesser used closets and pulls out a, an old box of yours. Does this have something to do with, like, what you're doing? Um, potentially. You, it, you don't have to worry about anything. It's not, I, I'm, I'm, I'm solid. I'm, I know I told you that before. Um, okay, I, I, I believe you, but I just know that this is sensitive for you. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, hmm, yes. <laughs> it's fine. I need this for work stuff. Okay. All right, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm, I'm going to start breakfast. Thank you. Um, okay. I'm going to just, like, rifle through it, make sure everything's there. I mean, it's it's not a huge, it's not a big box. It's probably like a, like a, like a little banker file box. I'll check through it. <sighs> okay, 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 okay. This is fine. This is going to be fine. Yep. Breakfast is had. Rue is as lovely as she was the evening before, and she's doing the dishes. I think that Merritt is trying the absolute best he can to assist with the dishes. Yeah, I also am trying to crush. do the dishes. There's three people despite doing the dishes. <laughs> there are three yeah. people trying to do the dishes. It is not helpful. It takes twice as long because of this. We've all got to get hands on each plate. It's terrible. I think for the first time, Warp feels normal. She just watches. <laughs> Good. Um, okay, well, we... Oh, I hate this. We need to go. Um, well, I'm so happy I saw you. I, it's very nice to meet the two of you. Um, yeah. I'll let you know what this inter- how this interview goes. Yeah. Okay. Keep me updated. Um, oh, do you have that, um, that letter that came in the mail about my COVID thing? Can I, can yes. I have that? Yes, yes. Guys, guys, pay, you know, be careful with her. She did. I guess she did a te- she did a COVID test. I guess you guys may have done it too. They did too. Yeah. She is very sensitive to this stuff. Okay, I'm extra worried about her. Noted. As in susceptible, yes. extremely vulnerable. Uh, apparently, her blood type is very susceptible. What? Uh, this won't do. Oh, I'm going to write up a plan and make sure that she's taken care of. I promise you, Rue. I will take <laughs> extensive care of her. I like this guy. He's very sweet. Thank uh, and, you. And by all means, let me write out my personal number for you in case Ooh. anything goes awry. If you can't reach Tuck, you can reach me. I, I sure, yeah, I appreciate that. Do you, do you have somewhere I can write this down for you, or do you want me to dictate to you? Uh, I'll just put it in my number or in my phone. Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to dictate. Are you ready for the number? Ready. Okay. Haley looks like she's going to fucking cry. <laughs> he goes three numbers at a time. The number is exchanged. She's all right. Appreciate it. Oh, and Rue, uh, for your interview tonight, uh, I would like to extend to you something my mother used to do for myself as a good luck charm. If you have a penny in your wallet or somewhere around the room, uh, go to your kitchen counter, flip it heads up on top, and that will give you good luck for the day. Uh, and, and I want you to have that uh, just so. You can go into your meeting with that. That's very sweet of you, Alan. Thank you. I, I'll remember that. Of course. He's he's adorable, and she turns <laughs> up. He's very sweet, yes. <laughs> well, it was very nice to meet you guys. Very nice to meet you, Stephanie, or a.k.a. Warp Speed. Am I right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. Sorry. she. Yeah, I, I overheard last night. It, it's funny. It's, it's a good it one. Is, <laughs> it's so, yeah. it's so funny. <laughs> it, 
it's exceptional joke uh, that we came up with. Mm-hmm. It, an inside joke that's extended to you, like a yes. family. <laughs> you're a you're a part of the team now. Uh, yeah, maybe. Well, I'll let you know if there's any killer rain out there. Please <laughs> 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 do. Amazing. That's Wonderful. good. Killer rain. Yes. Exceptional. Oh, please get in the car, you two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn. I'll just, like, kiss her all over the face. I'll be back soon. I will... I'll I'll, I'll keep talking to you. I, I can't really promise I'll keep you updated. But I'll... I won't. I won't not talk to you. Okay, just just let me know when you can come back. I, I mean, it's been a little while, right? Like they should let you go for a few weeks or something, huh? I'm hoping so. Especially with Alan's injury, I'm hoping they give us they give us a little time. We're we're a solid team. I'm hoping they want to keep us together. And if Alan can heal, maybe that'll give us all time to take a breath. Yeah, he needs a break. Yeah, he does. He's been through it. A- a- am I mistaken, or he's really young, huh? He's a he's a baby. I, he told us yesterday, and I was like, this, I, I, I can't be mad at him. Well. He's like a kid. Yeah, well, why were you mad at him? No, <laughs> he, I mean, he just reminded me of me when I was, you know, that age. You know what an insufferable little shit I was. Well, you know, just, just look after him. He, he seems no. to mean well. Oh, I am. Yeah, it's, I have, my eyes have been opened. I'm, yeah, he's, All right. I can't unsee anything. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Um, okay. Bye. Take care, Jane. Bye. Bye. You're the best. Bye. She stands on the porch and kind of waves goodbye to the three of you as you hobble back into the car. Yeah. I tuck the I tuck the box uh, between the between the back passenger seat and the back passenger or the front passenger seat and the back passenger seat, like in the floor well. I by no means manned that mission, but I think we I think we killed it. That was incredible. My heart is still racing. That might be the broken leg, Merritt. Oh, right, the medication. Yeah, that's, that's, um, we need to, we probably need to take you to a hospital. Agreed. Uh, Do we think, Sergio, in in this, you know, with Merritt's sense of time, that we have any ability to see a medical professional before we head back to New York? Yeah, I think it would make sense. It's still pretty early in the day. It's, it's like 8 a.m. You could probably stop at the hospital it's only a four-hour drive back into New York. Uh, you should be able to make it, uh, you know, at a decent hour. Uh, in that case, I think for the most part we should be all right as long as uh, there's not any uh, extension or, or look underneath the cast, which that would break protocol anyways, uh, since it needs time to heal. So it should just be a refill on prescription. Yeah. Double check that the side effects aren't destroying me and, yeah. and so forth. You need antibiotics. <laughs> Would, would they have given me a prescription in case I needed yes, it? Yes, yes. Okay. So if I have a prescription, I don't think I have to give them any real story at a hospital past that. So I'm banking on that information that DG checked its boxes that I can get help if I need it. So you're going to go f- fill the prescription? Yeah, I okay. think so. Yeah. We can take like a CVS for that then. We don't have to go all the yeah. way to the hospital. Well, yeah, yeah. Whatever there's the nearest location for, for getting us some quick help that's more or less innocuous while um you are waiting for the prescription to be filled uh agent warp your personal cell phone rings oh she answers it an automated voice says 
jail. Press nine to answer. Uh, are we, we're in the car? You are stopped outside or inside the car. You are waiting for the, uh, for Merritt to return with his medicine. Okay. Um, then yeah, she, I'll, I'll accept it. There's a pause and then a beep and you hear the familiar voice of Gratitude Heart come on the line and say, Hey. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. You called me, right? Yeah, I called you because you barely ever call me. I'm sorry. I, I've been busy. I, I mean, you got, I don't know if you got my most recent letter. It's been a while, but I'm working again. Yeah, well, good for you. I'm, I'm still rotting in here. I'm sorry. Uh, Look, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm working on an appeal right now, so I don't have a lot of time, but I wanted to call you and just say, could you ask your therapist to, like, not bother me asking questions about you? I, I don't have time. Why did Dr. Byrne call you? That doesn't make any sense. When did she call you? I, uh, oh, she called me, like, a day ago. What did she say? I don't know. She was just asking me, like, your address and, like, where you work and asking you for, for your phone number. She said she lost it. She, like, lost it in her phone or something. Don't do that again. Um... Well, I mean, next time, don't, you know, have... Don't give my information to your to your therapist. I didn't know what was going on. I just told her what she wanted to know. So everything, the address, the phone number, all of it. I just, yeah, I gave her, like, you know, the information she said she already had, but she lost. Like, your address, your phone number, um, email, that kind of stuff. Is, is there something wrong? No. No. Part of me is honestly a little happy that you memorized all of that. Um, I've got it written down. Sure. Then... Are you okay? I'm fine. Yeah? You said you're working again? Yeah. Organizing. Reading. Okay. Regular... Regular stuff. That's not work, Gaze. It is now. It, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I will... Is there anything that I can do to help you? Like, uh, do you need a character witness or anything, or...? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll let you know about that. Uh, after all, you are such a uh, talkative, good character, huh? We all did what we had to do. I'm... I'm not gonna talk to you about that. We've... we made our decisions. Um... But I will help you if you need help. I appreciate that. I'll... I'll... I'll let you know. Okay. I think by this time, Merritt and Tuck, you've at least come back to the car and you see that warp is kind of getting off the phone. Everything okay? Uh, yes. Is that the other team? No, no, it was, it was personal. Are you sure you're okay? You look shaken. I always, you know. <laughs> you don't always look this shaken. There's an old friend from the, from the family. Oh. Which we also need to talk about, but not right now. Okay. I, well, I mean, we have a car ride. Okay, then maybe not. I mean, you're, if you're not ready, that's... It's fine. We already touched on it. It's it's actually a little easier to talk about because it's mission-related. Okay. So I was being really ambiguous about it before, but... Okay. <clears throat> I was in a cult, and the cult got swatted, and everyone, a lot of people, aren't alive anymore. And I'm obviously one of the people that are alive. I've been alive the whole time. Anyway, the person that called me was also from there, and when we were in... Cicada, they're... I'm worried... Take your time. We might have to go to Kansas. Kansas? Kansas. What's in Kansas? 
a Galworthy farm? Another farm? It's not like that. <laughs> it's it's not like that. It's Should we leave Samael home just in case? <laughs> Wait, why? Oh. Oh, um No reason. No. None. None none reason. It was a it was um some I I was trying to make like a religious joke about like Shepherds and flocks. It didn't. It didn't scan the way I wanted it to out loud. Why would Why would the shepherd be kept away from the flock? Is this why we found you in the state we found you in Cicada? Yes. This Galworthy Farms. This is. This is your inciting incident. It looks a lot like my inciting incident. Up Up until then, I thought that it was gone. But apparently not. We had a, a leader that, I mean, he was very charismatic, very powerful. Call your leaders usually are. You know the phrase, black don't crack? He never even wrinkled. Like he didn't, he didn't age? No. Well, I mean, how long were you in the cult? Like I was born there. Oh. And never? No. Did other people? Yeah. Yeah, everyone else, actually. And when I thought it was taken care of, I, I assumed he was one of the people that were also taken care of. Uh, but this place looks a lot, a lot like that place, down to the symbol. And it's clear, like, if, like in Warp's notebook, this symbol is everywhere. Well, the cult is all about sending a message. Is it possible that he passed this message on to someone else, or, or perhaps he left it? move the flock? I'm hoping that that's what it is. It's just someone who didn't learn their lesson the first time, but it was at a program facility. Oh. Wait, do you have the the information? Where did you get it? Do I have... I have the, the pamphlet by now, right? Yeah, you, you. they made a photocopy for okay, you. Okay, yeah, then I, I show it to them. Oh. And it's this... It's this... What? What is it? This looks like a crab. Is it the crab-looking thing? Yeah, it's like a... Like a hip bone thing. Yeah, it's supposed to... It's supposed to be a few things, but... Yeah, that's... That was sort of our symbol. We would... Genuine compassion and the understanding that this will make you the magnetic attractor surrounded by friends and admirers. Harmonic bliss. Now, that's a new angle, but it's the same. It's the same everywhere else. This is something we absolutely have to look into. I'm trying to, like, look at it out of the corner of my eye as we drive. So, Galworthy Farms, Kansas. Man, we have so many fucking different states to go to. Where to start? Where's the most fun? It's not the priority. Obviously, the mission is the priority, but... Well, this could be part of the mission. Wait, hold on. You said you were born in Connecticut. Would, did, were you in Kansas when this happened, or was was your cult in Connecticut? The the land of sight was in Connecticut. The land of sight. Well, we need to focus on New York first. That should be our priority, since that's where we're based. Whatever we can do from the East Coast, working in. Uh, there's also the the matter of Daniel Price and function, but. This is priority. This is on the list. Absolutely. We can look in green boxes. Um, if it was a if it was a program thing, maybe the green boxes will have something on it in the area. Mm-hmm. Do you want us to go looking into your old one, or do you want us just to jump to Kansas? 
Oh, I don't know. Technically, the acquisition of information is more important than my own emotional discomfort, so we should prioritize that for now. You're beginning to sound like me. Any of our emotional discomfort is going to affect the mission, so we also have to take that into account as we go. Well, if we go, I don't have to look at anything. I Trust me, I, I know enough. Okay. But I do want to go to Kansas. Okay. Speaking of personal connections, did you pick up the 97 box? Uh, yes, I did. It's in the back. And you think that may have something to do with what we're doing here? Um, I think it may have something to do with, uh, the Dark Man. This is the third case that, or I guess this one happened in the middle, so technically it would be the second. Meadowbrook would be the, timelines don't matter. Um, I think it's involved in whatever this Dark Man, Luminero, Nyarlathotep, whatever this is, I think he's something in it. Where is that based? Yosemite. California? Yeah. We'll say that um, you get on the road, you eventually get the cryptic text from Samael, you get the update about uh, meeting at a Air Force base, and then later a uh, White Castle. Adds about 30 minutes to your drive, but nonetheless, you know that you'll be able to get there in a few hours. Around little after like 1.30, Warp, you get another call on your personal cell phone. Immediately answered. It is Dr. Margaret Byrne calls you and says, um, Hey, Gaze, I'm calling for our, uh, our weekly appointment. Right now? Uh, we scheduled it for now. Do you want to change it? Sugar. Uh, <laughs> we did. We can totally change it. It, it. It's okay. Yes. Is that... Let's do the same time two days from now? Two days from now. Okay, let me check my book. Uh, so how are you doing? How are things going? Things are going, and I am fine. Good, good. Okay. Yeah, I do see some time. Let's see here. Today's Saturday, so Monday. Yeah, we could do Monday. Uh, does like 10 a.m. work for you? That should. I have a question, actually. Did you, um, did you call Gratitude? Uh, Gratitude, your your sister who's in jail? Yes. No, uh, was I supposed to speak to her, or was she, was I expecting a call from her? I don't think Warp says anything. Yeah, Warp, give me a sanity check. <laughs> Baby! No. Oh, no. A Warp sanity check? Oh, brace yourselves, everybody. Y'all. 32 out of 35. Oh! Yes, yes, yes. Explain to me how Warp is able to maintain her composure in this moment. I think it's only because she's in the car with the rest of the dysfunctional family. She reaches out and grabs literally the closest person. It's probably me. (laughs) Okay. Then yeah. Gaze? Gaze, are you there? Yes. Gaze, are you okay? Oh. I am. I am okay. So am I going to expect a call from Gratitude, or...? No, don't worry about it. <laughs> Confusion. It was a mix-up. It's handled now, thank you. Oh, okay, good, good. All right, honey, well, I'll see you on Monday, okay? Yes, Monday at 10, thank you. Looking forward to it. She hangs up. Would you tell them what just occurred? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll assume going into next session that when we see you guys again, you, you've had a conversation. 
And I think that's a good place to no. bring our session to a close. God damn it, Sergio! God I damn. knew, I knew that Doctor Byrne shit was yeah. no bueno. Sus, so good. Listeners, Caleb here, celebrating a year of Mayday roleplay. It's been an absolute joy bringing you all of the content we've been able to show you this year. But more than anything, it's been such a pleasure to share our table with you. Now, I know what you're doing. You're thinking, wow, it has been so great to listen to Mayday, my favorite podcast and the only podcast I listen to. But how can I help those lovable assholes over there at Mayday roleplay? Well, you're in luck. You can help us continue to provide the same level of high-quality, actual-play content by joining our community on Patreon. With each tier of support, you gain access to our Discord, where you can get the answers you deserve by speaking to us directly. You will also get exclusive access to behind-the-scenes content, Patreon one-shots, artwork, and so much more. We love what we do. We want to continue to share our game with you. To do that, we need as many people at our table as possible. And we've saved you a seat. Join the Mayday Roleplay Patreon today at patreon.com slash maydayrp. Hey, yo, can you hear me? Yeah, it's me, Johnny. Who's this? Her sister. Jesus, I'm gonna be talking to a whole fucking family by the end of this. Oh, what's that, sweetheart? No, it, it, it's just a little weird. Every time I call this number, it sounds like I'm talking to a different person, you know what I mean? You're gonna relay it, huh? Yeah, 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 alright, alright. Well... As predicted, Father Jones showed up. Yeah. Had a group with him. Four women and, an, and another guy. They sure as hell don't look like clergy, I'll tell you that much. Right. Anyway, the next day he led them to his church. And they were held up there for a day doing God knows what. Three of them split in the morning. I think two stayed the night and the next morning Father Jones left alone. So I, I followed him. Went into Brooklyn. Yeah. He had this uh, weird interaction with a little girl and a woman. I got the impression they were related, so uh, when I went digging, turns out old Father Jones has an illegitimate daughter he put up for adoption. Now, I'm not sure if the church knows about that yet, but for some little extra scratch, I'd be willing to retrieve the birth certificate for you. Is that something you want? A little dirt? Huh? Okay, yeah, yeah. I can leave it alone if that's what you want, yeah. Look, I, I got one minor setback, though. He spotted me. Yeah, I was sitting on a bench, and I, 
I thought I was clear of his view, but he caught me being a looky-loop. He called out to me, said something like, uh, Hey, tell Mary or, or Mallory I said hi. You know what Mallory? No? Okay. Anyway, I followed him for a while, but he must have been on to me because he let me nowhere for 45 minutes, so I broke it off. I'll probably have to lay low for a day or two while he cools down. I don't know what he's up to now, but, uh... Yeah? Alright. Alright. Hey, as long as those direct deposits keep coming, I'll follow this guy wherever the hell you want. I gotta ask, though. I'm real curious as to what you guys want from this priest. I mean, he seems like a bit of a drinker, but... What, he owe you money? No, what I'm saying is it'll help me know what to look out for. I know how these uh, holy men can stray, you know what I mean? Yeah, sorry. Oh, hey, no, sorry, of course. Uh, I can respect your privacy. Sorry. Um, well, that's it for now. I'll call back in a couple of days when I got something new, okay? Yeah, take it easy. Fucking weirdo.